Hi everybody, welcome to season two, episode number five, five. of Live Lunch. Apologies for not being with you last week. Um, yep, yeah, stuff happened. But we are back and we are here and we have a very special guest with us. The one and only Simon Brading. When you told me you had half an hour free today, I was like, mate, uh, please can I grab you and please can we have a chat? That's a uh, wonderful And days. coffee and drinks from the wonderful... Dan Nightingale. Dan and Mrs. Na- future Mrs. Dan Nightingale. Mate, <laughs> future Mrs. If I had guns like that, I'd wear a t-shirt that shirt. Hello. Well. <laughs> Okay. Look, right. I like yeah. this shirt. I it's can't also got get rid of it. Something looks like Costa on his. Uh, <laughs> I drink a Costa. <laughs> I drink a Costa. Have you seen my other one? My other recent one. No. Can it be shown on it national, can, on, on live television? It can. Yeah, it's just a delicate procedure. Colin, can I see you? Yeah, you ready? We're gonna look at Dan. Millions. Hello. Hello. Seagull. Wow. You got a seagull. Good work. That is amazing. Bit of bright entertainment me with her. Okay, you know. That was lovely. Um, which switch is there? That's lovely. Flat whites. That's a latte. Thanks so much, mate. Thanks very much. Thank, Thank you, Lydia. You and the team. It's coming. It's going to be lit. Cheers. So make sure I bring it up. Yes, Thank you. So yes, so back to the wonderful Simon Braiding. We've got Simon with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Just a couple of things before we kick off our interview with Simon. Megan. You will not be with us next week. No. And look at me, I'm really excited. Tell us why you're not going to be with us next week. Why not? Glastonbury. Yeah! yeah! All right. Started off at the bottom with Live Lunch and now she's all the way at the... That's what's got me And uh, Live Lunch has helped progress her career to Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. So Thank massive, you. massive well done. Yes, Brilliant. you're welcome. Thank you very much for acknowledging my well role done. in getting you to Glastonbury. But really excited. Yeah, uh, And so when are you playing? Um, I'm playing on the Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday. Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Yeah, in the Greenfields area. Wow! So if you are at Glastonbury at the Green on the Greenfields area, Megan will be performing some live music mm-hmm. on Wednesday, Thursday. That is amazing! I'm so excited. Well done. And really massive. Well done. Well done. Thank you. So yeah, so we won't have Megan with us next week. She will be at Glastonbury. Uh, just another thing to say: um, internship opportunities are open at Emmanuel. If you are considering well, what you could do with your next year and maybe maybe pray, maybe consider, maybe have a look at our website, weiamanual.com slash internship for a bit more information on the internship. We've already had quite a few applicants. Uh, interviews are ongoing, but it's not too late to apply. Uh, a few more spots left. I know you're quite involved with the internship. So most of the departments in, in the church have interns and Simon has his own uh, bunch of, of interns as well. Uh, so yeah, if, if you'd like to get more involved, I'll find out more about the internship. Just drop uh, drop us a message in the comments or direct message one of us and we would love to get back to you with information on the internship program. But I think the cutoff date ends pretty soon. So you don't want to miss out on a spot of uh, being on the manual internship. It's quite a life-changing um, Did you do a experience. year out, like an internship? No, I did something different, but because I came over from India, you know, yeah, so they rolled fun. on the red carpet. And okay, like, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Wonderful <laughs> Maharaja from the East. Uh, oh, we've um, got a Brazilian viewer. We've got a Brazilian viewer. Hello, Brazilian Brazil. Viewer, nice if to you see would you. Love to. Okay. So, yeah. So, Simon, back to Simon. Sorry, Simon. just back to Brazil. Looking at, um, like, songs and, like, song royalties, it turns out a handful of churches in Brazil are singing some New Day songs. And like, yeah, they're dotted around the world, obviously a lot in the UK. But wow. if that's you guys, um, thank you so much for singing our songs and hope they bless you in your church, in your cities. Um, yeah, great to connect with you. I'd love to know who you are. 
Oh, they translated into the dialect, or they just said hi from Brazil. Oh, you mean the songs? Yeah, the um, songs. Not, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> that we, <laughs> not that we know about, but I think people do, and I kind of don't mind that. I think mm. we, we want them to serve. Um, we can get official translations done, which we sort of. Anna speaks fluent Spanish, so we have wondered about it for a while. Wow. There's a whole Spanish-speaking world. Yeah, we might do down the line. Amazing. Um, so, Simon. Yes. There is a lot of things that you do. You songwrite. You lead the worship team at Emmanuel. You are the New Day worship pastor. You run worship school. You have three kids. You are part of Live Lunch today. I am. There's a lot on your plate uh, metaphorically, literally in a few minutes when our, our yeah, lunch yeah. is. You disappointed um, me. You said it's live lunch. It is. L- lunch will appear. It's live coffee at the moment. Lunch will appear. That's no, fun. Mm. How do you manage all these things? Um, in generally, fairly unsuccessfully. <laughs> um, I'm actually mid-systems at the moment. Um, I think that the main way is through team and through people. I think I spent a long time trying to lead all of those things and try and do it all on my own. And um, any one of them is too big for one person, let alone all of them. Um, so got an amazing team of people, um, of a whole multi-gifted different sets of people, personalities who are just carrying lots of weight and responsibility. So I feel I get to work alongside them and help um, keep vision going in the right direction. But yeah, probably that really. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say prayer. And then I'd be like, Simon, tell us a little bit more about your prayer life. That's how, yeah. That's how I manage them. Um, prayer would come in at a different level. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of managing them, I think when I try to do it on my own, that I just can't. Um, I'm not particularly strategic. If you look at my strength finder profile, I'm not a strategist. Um, so my strategy doesn't come very high. Um, yeah, so I feel like my best strategy comes from prayer. God tells me to do things and I go and do it. And he's like always right as well, even when I disagree with him, which is annoying. Um, yeah, so that's, that's probably how. From praying around you, uh, you, your prayer life inspires me. Even just being in the room with you when you're praying is is, is inspirational. Is there, is there some things or is there some disciplines that you put in place in your life to guard your devotional life and to or yeah. to enhance your devotional life and to, to cultivate a, a relationship with Jesus? When I was um, 18, I heard Joel preach at a Youth Leaders Centre Parks conference on prayer from Nehemiah, and I listened to it probably about five or six times on my um, iPod back then. I know some of you haven't heard of an iPod. Um, and I just understood something about the centrality of prayer and some lessons I learned back then um, have seen me through the next sort of 10, 12 years of my life. So some things like you don't have a prayer life by accident. If you don't plan it, you you won't pray. Um, so I'm thinking making decisions to make time each day, um, I've just had to do, otherwise I just, just won't. You think, oh, I'll get up, oh, I didn't this morning. It's fine, I'll pray later. Well, guess what? I never do. <laughs> so I've just had to make, for me, I'm a morning person usually, so I make time to, to, to be with God in the morning. Um, but I think I learned back then as well the centrality of just relationship with God over rules. That took me quite a long time, um, even in trying to cultivate a prayer life. or so like ticking off like, yes, I have prayed, but not actually thought about the relational side of it. Um, so the, 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 I think the centrality of having relationship with God and that takes time, it takes time in a marriage, you know. 
go for a couple of weeks without having good date time with Anna, you quite quickly get out of sync and then you start missing each other. Then you just sort of function, but there's not sort of heart connection and, re- and relationship. It's the same with God. Um, the more time you spend together, the more your relationship deepens, the more you get mm. to know him. Um, yeah, so I think taking time to build relationship um, and just be with him, I think that's definitely something that has helped me um, a lot just seeing God as, as somebody to have a relationship with, not just someone to go with a list of things to do. Um, but yeah, I think in that place, just as you read through the Bible, you just realise there are tons and tons of promises mm. around prayer, particularly around asking, quite staggering promises that feel way too good to be true. Um, so I've sort of enjoyed over the years putting them to test almost. Just like, this can't be real. You can't actually mean this. I think, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my foot on this verse and going to see if it holds up and you see you sort of lean forward and put all your weight on it and you you, you soon realize after a while ah oh, this is actually true this is real he does answer what we ask um yeah so i think taking taking intentional time um and when jesus says in john 15 if you abide in me you bear much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing he wasn't just saying that as a strap line that is actually true spending time with jesus fruit is inevitable um don't spend time with jesus fruit is impossible he says apart from me you can do nothing Mm. and i think if you stop sitting and connecting with christ no matter how much stuff you do and how many things you're responsible for it's a matter of time before like all the fruit just dries up and then you end up like just everything's a bit of a mess and dry not really going anywhere um when you look why is this what's going on here i've just stopped hanging with jesus that's Mm. what's happened um yeah so you recommended a book to me some time ago which i've loved it it's called uh with christ in christ with the, with christ in the school of prayer yeah by andrew murray absolutely brilliant book i highly 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 recommend it uh yeah so thanks thanks for recommending that i think that's really what you said about bringing back god's promises and the incredible promises in scripture actually like, i have to put this to the test and see because the promises are massive when we think about and when you think about who's making the, who's offering those promises to yeah. us there is no limit. There is yeah. absolutely no, no limit to yeah. uh, what God can promise. Um, so yeah, no, and, and you, you read a lot about that. You learn a lot about that from that book. Yeah, man. But that that book was recommended by um, a friend of mine in San Francisco called Joe Chuson. Um, he used to be in Emmanuel. Mm. And um, yeah, he recommended me about a year ago, and he kept on texting me all these quotes from it, which were pretty good. Like I was like, oh, okay, let's check this out. And I'll be honest, like. I'm in my early 30s and I've walked with God for a while. I thought I at least had like a GCSE in prayer, you know, like I thought I'd know something. (laughs) I've read through that book and it's 30, 31 chapters. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you can read it in a month, but I wouldn't recommend that. That'd be too quick. You need to let each chapter Mm -hmm. really go in. Um, But it's just like 30, 31 lessons with Jesus, just things he says on prayer. And each one is like mind blowing. I'm like, gosh, how have I never seen this? How have I never learned this? So it's Brilliant. probably taken me about four or five months to read yeah. um, and to just slowly put the stuff into practice. But I finished it and I've gone back oh, I've gone back to the beginning. Um, yeah, so I've just like been totally schooled. Like, gosh, I had, I had no idea how rich this actually was. You uh, you just finished uh, Worship Pastors Day last we did. Saturday. Yes, we finished Worship Pastors Day. Mm. Yes, I was involved with that as well. Yeah. Um, how did it go? And but but also tell us a bit more about your heart behind Worship Pastors Day and Worship School, and how can people connect into that? Brilliant. Um, so Worship School is been, it's been a conference that we run every year, and the heart behind it is to train and help build um, excellent worship teams. 
uh, across the UK and whoever else wants to join in, um, feel a sense of call to equip and train worship leaders, uh, but also worship teams. We've been doing it the last few years in the summer, in June. So the last few years we've had about 500 people, we're a whole worship teams booking in, coming down for the day. Uh, I felt this year, for a couple of reasons, actually, we should, actually started last year, um, to have a worship pastor's day for the guys and girls that lead the team. Um, so for me, like in Emmanuel, it's me and a team of us. And we have about 100 or so different churches book in. It's like the team leaders. And I realised, wow, in the last sort of decade of doing this job, I've never been in a context where just the team leaders gather together. And the more I thought about it, it's like, man, we're going through the same sort of struggles, stresses, the same challenges, the same problems. Um, we should get together. Um, we should talk through some of these things. We should get some people in who are really good at this stuff. So we pioneered it last year um, and we ran it again this year. This year we went for the Worship Pastors Day rather than the big kind of worship conference. And um, yeah, really excellent day. I think over the last two, three years, I've got to know some outstanding worship pastors in the UK. Um, really, really good, gifted guys and girls who are leading really fruitful teams and just full of wisdom, arrived at where they are in God from completely different places to me, um, but God's really raised them up to, to be responsible for really big things, some of them overseeing worship in whole spheres of churches. Um, so yeah, it was really good to sit back and just see them bring so much wisdom to the day and see what they had to say have an impact on 100 people sitting in. And I'm um, just really grateful for, for their help and just thinking what could be on the back of that now. That's 100 worship teams um, that be blessed and strengthened um, because of what happened on Saturday. Um, yeah, so I think my heart is I want to want to grow and equip and strengthen and encourage uh, worship teams to be the best they can in God and to follow the God-given visions that they've given them. Um, yeah, and it's, it's funny like doing that because we're on a journey here in Emmanuel. It's not like we're, we're, the, we're the perfect worship team. <laughs> like We're still very much learning and growing. So that's why I appreciate getting these people in. I'm, I feel like I learned as much on Saturday as anyone else did, um, even though I was one of the speakers. Um, yeah, but it was a really excellent day. Enjoyed it a lot. Did you enjoy it, Megan? It was so good. Uh, yeah, the, the talks were amazing. I went to um, a Holy Spirit talk in the afternoon uh, by Chris Smythe from Newground. So Newground. Newground. We love Chris Smythe. He's we great. Do. He's from Dutch Kid as well. Mm. Um, he's not Dutch, though. He's not. Nor is he a kid. No. But he's a great guy, and um, it was a great talk, and I think it was just really interesting to, to meet people from the different spheres and churches, and um, but know that we're all serving the same God. And Brilliant. It's great. Brilliant. Uh, so is this like just a once-year thing, or can people connect into worship school or with you during the year? That's a great question. I know, thank you. Well, here's the thing. Going forwards, yes, we'll have a big conference uh, once a year. Um, I'm starting to do a lot more training locally in Emmanuel through video. Uh, the way we're teaching our worship leaders going forwards, we could put into like a nine-week package for our small groups. And I think it's occurred to me I do enjoy teaching on video. So there's something we're thinking a lot about YouTube and YouTube channels and how that works. Could that be a way that we serve uh, with worship school in the future? Um, also with Spotify and podcasts, we're looking at all the talks we've had for the last two years of worship school. Um, we've actually put them onto Spotify as, as a podcast rather than just um, an MP3 
maybe three on a website somewhere. So do you know what? I think going, you know we've got a big summer. I've got some time off, but I think looking forwards, I feel excited about being able to have more content that's going to equip and help people on both those platforms, on Spotify and on YouTube, um, particularly for worship school. Yeah. If you are interested in in Spotify, search for worship school, and it's the one which has a black icon with WS squiggles. If you go to Spotify and search worship school, that's one word. It's the first. Can thing I change it? Oh, you changed it? Yeah, because it's two words, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Sorry. Ignore so, me. Worship space school, yeah. and it should <laughs> pop up. Um, yeah, or drop us a message and we'll send you across the link. Oh, oh we put the link in the bio. Yeah. Uh, in the description of this video. So there we go. Make it easy for you. Make everything easy for you. Easy to connect with Simon and worship. What would you say are your top three tips on a worshiping God and be worshiping worship for worship leaders? Uh, tip number one is you must make sure you're worshiping God in truth. Mm. Jesus says in John four twenty three, true worshippers will worship the Father in truth, in spirit and truth. Um, and I, I, it's an interesting phrase, true worshippers. It's almost making a distinguishment between worship but a true worshipper. Why do I mean that? Um, we obviously have an enemy who's active. It says in Revelation that he's the deceiver of the brothers and he lies to us day and night. And what he does, he tries to rob our worship. He tries to take our eyes off Jesus and and the way he does that is lying to us. So day and night, I've woken up today and had I've been lied to. So have you, so have you watching this. Um, every time you gather to worship, you've been lied to all morning. What kind of lies? Um, you can't come to God. Um, you're dirty. You're unclean. If only these people know what you're really like, um, you should be ashamed of yourself. All of these things come into our head and they stop us from actually standing in the truth and they construct around us condemnation. Or it's, con- it's bonkers, isn't it? Because yeah. the moment you start praying, you suddenly are filled with thoughts about how... Uh, how, how weak a bad you are. job you've done or how you've not lived up to expectation or just how inadequate you are yeah. it just happens doesn't it and if you sit in that place and you try and worship from that place and you're aware of a cloud of condemnation or you or you start to believe those oh he doesn't like me yeah I am a failure that's not actually worshipping truth that's worshipping in lies you, you are not standing on the facts um, and so my first tip to worshipping God is actually worshipping in truth. Look up at what is true. In that situation, it is that Christ has has disarmed the enemy and has taken all of our condemnation uh, at the cross and that we he has made and opened a way before the Father where there's no condemnation. And so you're looking up at God the Father. We don't have to look and in fear that I'm not good enough or he's angry, but we get to stand in the gospel um, and through Christ come and, and love God. And so Jesus and the gospel and the truth um, opens up a way to stand before the Father um, free from condemnation. So my, my tip number one in worshipping God uh, would be, is I guess, worshipping truth, coming to Christ. He says, I'm the only way to the Father, and the enemy will work so hard at, at knocking you, at derailing you, at keeping you anywhere like as you can away from the gospel. Um, and so if, we, you, if you're a worship leader, lead people in truth. Yeah, and if you're going to stand up and lead people to worship, lead people to the Father through Christ. Don't leave an ounce of wriggle room for the enemy to be able to get in and, and make people still sit in, in a legalistic mindset. That's like, yeah, worship leading 101. We want to make sure we are leading congregations to, to come to God through Christ. Um, and I love, I love the verse in John 4, 23. It's, um, it's like a Trinity verse. It's like worship the Father, 
in spirit and truth and truth is the word and Christ is the word of God so I think yeah that the Christ-centered peace the way we come to the father is definitely definitely through Christ don't try and worship in a constructive lies um, you can push those away um, yeah my second one would be it says worship the father true worshipers will worship the father isn't that interesting we think no Jesus worship's about Jesus Jesus is in the middle he's the centerpiece yeah and what does he have to say Actually, look at me. I'm about the Father, and true worshippers will come to me, and I will take them to the Father. Um, everybody's relationship with their earthly fathers is obviously is different, and no one has a perfect father. So everybody's version of God the Father is slightly tainted by their understanding of their their earthly dad. I think getting to know God the Father, His perfect character, what He's what He's actually like, um, is probably my second tip for people worshiping. Um, yes, come to Christ, but look up and learn to call him Father. Jesus says, hey, he's my Father and your Father. Um, that At the cross, yes, there's justification. Yes, there's forgiveness. Yes, there's healing. Those things are, are penultimate. They're, they were necessary for adoption. Mm. It was adoption is like the thing that he could do those things so that we would be adopted. And Jesus says to his disciples, um, no, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I always think it's interesting that he chose that phrase. Not, I'm not going to leave you as lonely or leave you as a sheep or leave you as fearful. There's no, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, somebody without a father. Um, yeah, so I think the second thing, worship the father. And the third thing, in, in spirit. I think worship is in spirit. It's the stuff God's made of. He's put his spirit inside of us. Um, we are to experience God by his spirit. It's not just facts out there somewhere. I just need to believe it. No, we can enjoy a personal connection um, with the Holy Spirit. Brilliant. Yeah. Top three tips, amazing. So that's just a taste of what you can get from Simon's teaching. I love it. I'm blessed to be uh, to get teaching from you, mate. So yeah, so I think like plug into our, our worship school um, channels of communication, whether it's YouTube or, or Spotify, because there's a lot more from where that came. Uh, before we close, new day, new day, <laughs> new day. Twenty nineteen is next month. Yeah, hey, it's gosh. next month. Isn't that crazy? Oh, man. I mean, we are well. We're midway through June, so we still got about six weeks left yep. to New Day. Yeah, yeah. Everybody around me is like, because <gasps> we're all quite involved with the running of New Day. Uh, but I'm really excited. Yes. New Day, come on, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, you are the New Day uh, worship pastor. Uh, what are you excited about New Day? Or what are you looking forward to about New Day? I love New Day um, for so many reasons. Uh, it says in Psalm 98, verse one, "Sing to the Lord a new song." And 96 verse 1, exactly the same verse, sing to the Lord a new song. Why should we always be singing new songs? It's because who God is is the same every day, but also he's always doing new things. And when you're surrounded by a few thousand teenagers, and you see for many of them just coming to a relationship with God, even for the first time, getting to know him, getting to understand things about God for the first time, you just see worship rising up in hearts just seeing the greatness the, the bigness the glory of god so i'm excited about just just young people and for, for many of them every year there's hundreds maybe even thousands that come to me for the first time seeing god in all of his glory um, and his grace and be able to lead them in worship new day is so good because of just youth culture it's always changing and moving the songs and sounds of new day 10 years ago were brilliant for 2009 but I love what God's doing in 2019 amongst the young people of the UK and beyond and just tapping into that culture and understanding it a bit more and musically just letting that bleed into who we are a little bit. I love giving um, 
giving a voice and expression to you, what worship looks like in youth culture um, today. And so it's a challenge for me because I'm a bit older. I'm not 19 anymore. Um, but I want to help young people to express their love and worship for God. I think being surrounded by thousands always does something to you. Whether it's, um, what, yeah, wherever you are, but just, just worshipping with, with thousands and there's almost a taste of heaven in that sense, like the multitudes, you know, every tribe and tongue. There's like every village and city in the UK just coming together um, to, with, with one aim to honour God and to draw near to God and to worship him is really, really special. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a total honour and privilege to be involved in it and looking forward to hopefully one of the best years yet. Been working really hard with a team of songwriters. Um, great to have Neil, uh, Glanville and Shireen um, and the guys from King's London um, going to be leading as well. Jake Isaac is coming with a band yes. as well. He'll be leading for a couple of sessions and then us from Emmanuel, um, Anna and myself. Um, yeah, can't wait. It's going to be a good good week. Very, very exciting. So if, again, there'll be more information on New Day. Uh, sorry, we're going to say New Day is a gathering of 8,000 young people from all across the UK in a field in Norfolk. What could happen? Who knows? What could Simon happen? Simon, Jesus. Uh, and <laughs> they know what's going to happen. But yeah, it's going to be amazing. We'll put some information in the description. Uh, check it out if you haven't heard of New Day before. If you're on the fence, come. Seriously, come. It is a life-changing, amazing experience. If you want to get involved with serving or... Uh, in any of the teams, please jump in. There's lots to do and there's lots of fun that can be had whilst mm. doing it. Uh, that's it for us. We've run out of time. Thank you so much for joining us, Simon. Yeah. Lunch hasn't arrived. Is there, no, is there no questions? Lunch hasn't arrived. People have just been waving. Has anybody got a question? Do we have to be done at a certain time? Well, lunch hasn't arrived. Just, just, people are probably asking if, where If anybody lunch, has a question, I would love to answer it, but I don't think they do. Uh, Joel's nicked it. Joel's Argo. Um, but yeah, like drop us questions in the comments and stuff. Is that must be my delivery driver? <laughs> uh, so somebody, somebody tried calling on the phone, but it's used to stream onto Instagram. So sorry. But thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week ahead and hopefully our lunch will be here. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>